0: Night and a go blue.
1: If Pandora's box, the box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's oh, said? If Pandora's box, the box of chocolates, would I eat them? Every time I have half a month to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay.
2: It's Pandora's Lunchbox and WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. My name is Mike. Welcome to it. Welcome to Pandora's Lunchbox, and you know what time it is? It's this time.
3: See the snowflakes falling And hear the sleigh bells calling It's Christmas in Ann Arbor once again Happy songs the folks are humming Cause Santa Claus is coming Everyone you meet is suddenly your friend
2: Very sudden, really. It's Joe Dowell and Christmas in Ann Arbor, a classic of it. You've never heard that? What? I'm so glad I brought that to your attention. That is a 45 brought to us by Ann Arbor Federal Savings. Whatever happened to Ann Arbor Federal Savings? Are they still around? They aren't? They are? I have no idea. And what do you mean it's not Christmas? Oh, wait. That's right. It isn't Christmas, is it? It's something else entirely. Hanukkah? Hanukkah!
3: Me blue, makes me love even you, 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 makes me love even you, you, you. Hanukkah, 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 Gelt, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Gelt, I've told you how I felt, Hanukkah, 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 Gelt, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, hanukkah Gelt. Hey! Hanukkah, Hanukkah, 11 and 7, Hanukkah, Gelt, till I dance to heaven, tickle me, give me a pickle de Makes me love myself, self, self Makes me love myself, self, self Hey Honica, forty and eight. Here we go, Honica, come to my gate We'll go out early and stay out late Makes me love you, you, you Makes me love you
2: You're right, it is Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to those who are celebrating. Happy, happy. That is the klezmatics, and it's from an album called Woody Guthrie's Happy Joyous Hanukkah, because it contains lyrics about Hanukkah written by Woody Guthrie, with music provided by different folks in the previous decade. The Ots, the Knots, the double O's. Have we ever come to a to consensus on what to call that last decade? No. We never will. But that is the klesmatics and Hanukkah gelt. Well, this is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, also WCBN.org, at the same time, although slightly different because of the time zone change on the internets. But I wanted to tell you something very exciting that's coming up this weekend, and I'm going to share a conversation with you about that. Krampus Ball is coming up in Ypsilanti again. Who is Krampus. Who is Krampus? Why, you've got St. Nicholas, who is for the good kids, and you've got Krampus, who's for the not so good kids. See, says Wikipedia, Krampus is a beast like creature from the folklore of Alpine countries, thought to punish children during the Christmas season who have misbehaved. In contrast with St. Nicholas, Krampus is said to capture particularly naughty children and drag them off into the Black Forest. The creature has roots in Germanic folklore. He's hairy, usually brown or black, and has the cloven hooves and horns of a goat. His long pointed tongue lolls out. Let's do some lolling exercises. Law long loll your tongue out. Law isn't that refreshing. Don't you feel good? I feel good. Krampus carries chains, thought to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian church. He thrashes the chains for dramatic effect. The chains are sometimes accompanied with bells of various sizes. Traditionally, young men dress up as the Krampus in places including Austria, Romania, southern Bavaria, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Croatia, and other places during the first week of December, particularly on the evening of December 5th, which is the eve of St. Nicholas Day on many church calendars, and these Krampuses— Roam the streets, frightening children with rusty chains and bells. Isn't that wholesome? There are many names for Krampus. Many names. Sounds familiar. As well as many regional variations in portrayal and celebration of Krampus. Speaking of celebration, the Krampus Ball is coming up. Yes, it is in Ypsilanti this Saturday. Coming up at the Dreamland Theater. It's been various places. Uh, Krampus has been booted from place to place, but he always finds a place to party. And so the Krampus Ball will be happening at the Dreamland Theater this Saturday at 8 p.m. That's at 26 North Washington in Ypsilanti, real close to Michigan Avenue in Ypsilanti. And I wanted to find out a little more about this wonderful Krampus Ball. So in the interests of clarifying this, I talked to some folks who knew all about these things. And to capture the feel of the boisterous Krampus Ball celebration, I wanted to go to the loudest possible location, so it would be just just a little hard to hear them, to, to get that ambience going. I talked to Mark Maynard and Chris Sandon of the Krampus Ball. So I asked them, uh, we talked about Krampus and uh, the various uh, stealing of kids and hitting them with a switch and horrible stuff. Well, I asked Mark Maynard and Chris Sandon. How close did I get to describing Krampus? I think
4: they'd be lucky if they got away with a lump of coal. I think the Krampus that we've come to know through our research, our academic research, and Chris and I are both um, academics at the University of Michigan. Uh, Meaning been, we know
5: how to use Google. Uh, Google, yeah. Well, Google is a, a huge
4: part of being an academic these days, That's without a doubt. I and mean, that goes without saying, Chris. Christopher. Um, but yeah, I think um, Krampus, there, there's documented evidence that he has, um, he's eaten the faces off
5: children for centuries. That's true, I think. Yeah, and he throws them into baskets and just eats them like, uh, like duck nachos or something like that. Yeah. That's true. I wouldn't have said duck nachos. There's not evidence of duck nachos.
4: Maybe he eats them like tater tots, I think is what we've read in the literature, Christopher. I don't, I'm allergic
5: to tater tots.
2: This is already taking a somewhat disturbing turn, but uh, really on WCBM we're here for public service and we really want people to know, well what you need to know and that's why we're here if that made any sense so there's Krampus and apparently he likes Doug Nachos and uh, maybe even more then there's the Krampus dance party festival could you talk a little about that name Mark Maynard
4: yeah so um, several years ago I think um, we Ypsilanti has the distinction I think of being one of the first communities in the midwest if not uh, one of the few in the United States that was starting to have Krampus events this will be our 5th annual one this year um, we uh, saw a value in kind of celebrating the anti-holiday. I think um, a lot of us didn't really. Christmas is kind of a. It's kind of a. I don't want to get too political, but kind of like overly commercialized and stuff. And I think a lot of us kind of were pushing back against that. And we thought, oh, well, you know, our, like I said, our research was pointing to this fellow named Krampus who hadn't been seen in America, I guess forever. Uh, Maybe some of the German people that came here a long time ago celebrated it here, but I'm not aware of that. But anyway, it seemed like a good thing to do. Like, uh, I don't really hate Christmas. I think Christmas is probably pretty decent, but I think it's kind of overextended itself, and I think it's time to kind of push back a little bit, and I think Krampus is a way to do that. And having a big, like, ass-shaking dance party right before the holiday I think is a good thing for everyone. It kind of gets... You know, a lot of people don't like their families and don't like... You know, buying presents, and I think this is a good opportunity to dress up in a goofy way and kind of like have
5: some fun.
4: Anytime you can have a torch, I think is awesome. So they're torches.
5: Yeah, more than Mark likes dancing. He likes torches, and uh, that's been his expertise. I I've been more responsible for the ass shaking and making people shake their ass. But yeah, I think. you know, people have started to do it more now, too. Uh, Detroit has one, I know, and some other places. And, and they always sort of go for the dark edge. But we, we keep it uh, butt-shaking and, and more take like a glam approach, David Bowie-esque approach to it. So You keep it disco? Not disco, but, but at least, you know, pop, glam, fun. Uh, and sometimes dark, but, but always with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek.
2: So I think we, so you're, I think Mark, what you're saying is that Christmas needed to be reindeered in a little bit.
4: Yes, that's correct.
2: And uh, you know, talking about the overcommercialization of Christmas and pushing against it, I was thinking that the Charlie Brown Christmas really did that very same thing about 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's time for uh, it's Krampus fest, Charlie Brown? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think
4: we could do it on ice. I think we get you in a big Charlie Brown head and put you on the middle of the uh, U of M kind of uh, thing and Chris and I can skid around you and we can make this happen, Mike. I think if enough people have money, if enough people send in money, this could be like cereal, like when you are trying to raise money online. Um, but like, um, if enough people want this to happen, we can make this happen, Mike. If you want to see Mike Perini as Charlie Brown and it's a very cramped Christmas, Charlie Brown, we can make this happen, people. And that's what this is all about. That's why Mike wanted to do this interview today. This has been a dream of his for years and um, it's gonna come true. So $10, if you send it in to CBN, um, we'll start collecting that money and we'll, we'll make this happen. Right, Chris? Sure,
5: I guess. I, what were you saying? Yeah. Exactly. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Okay,
2: so um, I'm Charlie Brown and this is uh, Pandora's Lunchbox in WCBN FM and I'm Charlie Brown as an adult. And so if Charlie Brown was skating around on the ice... Would Krampus come along and wreak havoc on him? What do you think? Or would, would, would Krampus, would Krampus Charlie,
4: Brown, have... Charlie Brown always, to me, looked like a little old man trying to pass himself off as a kid, like with that- Balding. Hey, he just had alopecia yeah. or something, but yeah. he- Like, I don't think Krampus would be interesting, because I think he really is an old man. I don't think Charlie Brown is a boy at all. I think he would eat all of his cohorts, all the little boys and girls around him, but I think they would leave him just surrounded by bloody bones and corpses.
3: And okay. that's, the,
4: that's what you do on ice. Like you should be. It should be. Krampus comes after you. You say, "You say I'm not a boy. I'm an old man who passes, who passes myself off as a child to be around children." And then
2: Krampus Krampus says, "Okay." Yeah.
4: And then Krampus says, "And then he eats everyone else and leaves you alone." And then the end is you singing a song, um, just surrounded, just bathed in like red light, surrounded by blood on the ice, and you sing this very touching, emotional
2: song. Uh, This is really. Cool. Oh, bringing me to crunching. tears, I'm—I don't know what to say. I, uh, Krampus got my tongue. I guess you could say. So, um, so okay, but maybe we can mm. talk more Never about. That. Wait, what? Yes, yes, Chris.
5: So that—that <clears throat> that made me think. Sorry, I'm eating ice cream. Um, that made me think like Gene Simmons, maybe the original Krampus with like the long tongue. Maybe he would come out, or we should have Kiss, play a lot of Kiss this year or
4: something like that. We'll do anything for money. Kiss would do anything for money. For 50 bucks, we get Gene Simmons here. 50 bucks on a plane ticket. And Gene Simmons, put him in some ice skates and just send him out on the ice with you and it would be magical. That's brilliant, Chris. Yeah. No, that I was
2: hearing, happen. actually, that um, Gene Simmons said, you know, we want Kiss to last forever, even after I'm gone, Gene Simmons said. So somebody else would play his role. A robot. Somebody else would play Paul Stanley's role.
4: We have scientists right now at the University of Michigan working on a Gene Simmons' robot. Like, wow. just for that very purpose. People think Gene Simmons, oh, he's so he's avarice or he does all these things for money he's got all these toys he's got all these things he's doing it for a reason he's putting all into research at a number of institutions around the country they're doing state-of-the-art stuff to create gene simmons point two point two two point oh not point two right (laughs) no point two point two (laughs) so which is a which is a gene simmons robot which would be ageless and they're downloading his mind into it it's going to be it's going to be wonderful yeah and that's that's really what most of our research now in the united states is going into
2: good grief we've been hearing from Mark Maidon and Chris Sandin certified experts on Krampus talking about the Krampus Ball coming up in the Dreamland Theater in Ypsilanti, downtown Ypsilanti this Saturday when we last left off we kind of got a little off track and off reality that's not a bad thing But let's get back to the chat with Mark Maynard and Chris Sandin. The Krampus Ball is going to be at the Dreamland Theater on Washington Street in Ypsilanti. And Mark filled me in on uh, a few more of the details. Saturday,
4: December 20th, it will start, I think doors open at 8 o'clock. There's going to be a kind of a puppet show intro by the the Dreamland puppetry troupe. Um, There's going to be a lot of other stuff going on. And then there will eventually be a Balkan marching band, which will come in at about 1130 and lead us. Um, somewhere around town with um, all of our costumes and our um, torches and everything else and we'll march around and listen to Balkan music in the streets. Should be pretty awesome. And um, this year, we also have a special ice cream guest. I don't know if you... uh, um, Rob from Go Ice Cream is going to be there kind of dishing out special ice cream treats. So... Uh, I can I can introduce you to Rob if you like.
0: Yeah.
2: Instead of the uh, in the past you've actually had a Krampus brew. Is that correct? A lot of people got sick, and we,
4: we apologize for that. There were several. There was a lot of. I want to say diarrhea. Do you say diarrhea on here?
5: <laughs> I think you can.
4: Okay. So there was a lot of diarrhea. There's I'm A lot of truth
5: mind. in this
2: interview. I just want to warn you that everything we say is true. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. So so this year we tried ice cream instead. So I think last year um, someone had concocted a brew that was. Was it? peanut butter band-aids and feta cheese and it, <laughs> we thought on the surface we thought this is going to be great you know when you just look at the, the recipe you think oh it's going to be great yeah, yeah.
2: peanut butter and the band-aids really stick to
4: you. Yeah. yeah it's cohesive it, it holds it together like eggs or, or, or bananas or whatever you use well, it. I, a binding yeah. agent I like calamari and band-aids are
5: similar
3: yeah
4: yeah band-aids some band-aids are made from calamari calamari and vice versa it's true Chris is right about that so yeah, this year we decided ice cream would be a good kind of non-threatening, easy way to kind of um, to bring it back and lure kids in for Krampus to
5: eat. There, there will be beer and wine though. Just if, if anyone's concerned about that.
4: And there are, are no kids. I was just joking about luring kids, in. we want no no children should see what happens at this event. Um, we only sell beer and wine to people over twenty-one. Yes. Yeah.
5: Unless you're eighteen and you look. 20, no, 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 not, no, not no, even no. that. A joke. No, no, not no, even. no joke. No Charlie joking. Brown is not welcome even though
2: he has an old soul, he cannot drink at uh, Krampus Ball. That's
5: right.
2: Yeah, he can do, I mean,
4: he's got his own no. ID. He's got an ID that says he's 21, yeah. he can drink. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, no, you cannot yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. No, not even joking. No, that, that would be wrong, like...
2: Oh, come, let us adore Krampus, shall we? Yes, reasonable parts of that conversation are true. Krampus Ball will, in fact, be on Saturday at Dreamland Theater with dancing and a brass band and a march, all true. The brass band is going to be an authentic Balkan brass band, as a matter of fact. Uh, you can actually see this brass band on YouTube. The brass band, I hope to pronounce correctly, is called Rita Music, R H Y T A. M-U-S-I-K, and I'm going to actually play just a little, little bit of that for just a second here off of YouTube. Check this out. Is this going to happen? Ah, oh, come on. No, I guess not. They're the silent type. Anyway, go to YouTube and find R-H-Y-T-A Music, M-U-S-I-K, and you can hear the brass band playing at the Canterbury House on YouTube, and they will be playing at the Dreamland Theater as part of the Krampus Fest, this Saturday in Ypsilanti, and they will be starting a midnight march through Ypsilanti. Where they will go, only Krampus knows. Now, another thing that's true, they were talking about the ice cream. I can't vouch for the brew that they had last year, but the ice cream is true. Rob Hess of Go Ice Cream is going to be providing some ice cream, and in fact, uh, coincidentally, I caught up with him too.
0: Well, it's Krampus, so uh, it allows us a little bit of freedom to be inventive. so... Uh, what I came up with and came up with it pretty quickly actually was what's called a dirty snowball I've never actually done it before so it might uh, fail horribly um, But at least it has enough sugar in it that even if it's a complete failure, it'll be tasty um, So a dirty snowball sundae is in my brain. I've yet to actually make these yet um, it, uh, It's going to be a salted caramel ice cream And then I'm going to take a little bit of like cocoa powder and other things, kind of mix it in there um, It's going to be pretzel rods, uh, Peanuts cocoa nibs, all kinds of different stuff, some like chocolate shell, crunchy sauce in there, um, roll it all up into a ball that kind of looks like it's been in the middle of the street, you know, on Michigan <laughs> Avenue for too long, and then um, put it into some wax paper and people can just pick it up like you would, you know, as a kid eating a snowball. Um, that's a dirty snowball something. I wanted, like, I wanted to put gnarly, gnarly, gnarly stuff in there, yeah. things that are, you know, kind of challenging, um, but there's only so far I could go. Like, I wanted to take, like, candy cigarette butts and, like, put those in there, or, like, and for a second I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put something in there that's really, you know, I'll put in, like, a fake eyelash, and then you're like, what's this? And then I was like, no, it's food. It can't be gross, you know? It still has to be actually edible. You don't want to freak people out too much. So, Yeah. Sits for a couple of days. It actually tastes better. The the flavors kind of marry together, Mm. Um, and then it's the process of churning it. So I have a six-quart industrial churn. Uh, His name is Tim Riggins because everything has to have a name in my world, (laughs) apparently. and so yeah, it just came out of Tim Riggins, and then it's this sort of mad dash to like get things into pints and then run them all the way downstairs to the freezer here at Botacera before everything gets melty again. So I think it's gonna be super fun. I mean that's one of the things that I love about Ipsy is we have these really great festivals that are like a little countercultury with a wink. It's like smart countercultury with a little bit of a wink and so for somebody like myself, it allows me to really kind of push myself creatively to do things that you wouldn't normally do. I mean, if, um, at uh, the final shadow art fair, we did a Shards of Glass Sunday that we called Sunday Bloody Sunday, and that was super fun, and it's like, it just gives me a chance to play around with ice cream in ways that people don't usually do. So, um, I think it's going to be super fun. It's going to be an absolute to be there.
2: the music of Los Jackets, their Christmas album, Tis the Season to Be Los Jackets. only available on vinyl and download. Why it must be the 21st century. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm still Mike, and we've heard from all kinds of folks about the Krampus Ball coming up at the Dreamland Theater in Ypsilanti at 8pm. Costumes, a special ice cream, dirty snowball, mm mm-mm. Thank you to Mark Maidert and Chris Sandin and Rob Heston for talking about the Krampus Ball with me. And a little bit more about Krampus now. About those traditional celebrations. What is a Krampuslauf, you ask? I knew you'd ask. A Krampuslauf is a run of celebrants dressed as Krampus the Beast, and his people are surprisingly often fueled by alcohol. It's customary to offer, to offer a Krampus some schnapps, which, of course, is a strong distilled fruit brandy, as you may know. These run of celebrants may include Perchten, similarly wild pagan spirits of Germanic folklore, and sometimes female in representation, although the Perchton are properly associated with the period between winter winter solstice and January 6th. This is getting very academic, isn't it? Krampus is also featured on holiday greeting cards called Krampus Carton. Europeans have been exchanging greeting cards featuring Krampus since the 1800s. Over time, also not surprising here, the representation of Krampus in the cards has changed. The older versions have a more frightening Krampus, while modern versions have a cuter, more Cupid-like creature. Cupus. K-R-U-P-I-D-S. I don't know how that is. How that is new. We also talked about other names for Krampus. Other names for Krampus. Outside of Krampus, which comes from the German word Krampen, there is the Klaubauf, used throughout Austria, while Bartel are used in the southern part of the country. Outside Austria, Krampus and related creatures go by Pelzebock or Pelznickel in southern Germany and Gumfinkel in Silesia. Of course, Silesia. And in Switzerland, Schmutzli. So happy Schmutzli to all of you. I've been Mike for a pretty long time. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. If Krampus could sing, perhaps he would sing this song just like this. Here is Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Mr. Joseph Spence. Coming up at 7, it's Face the Music with Arwolf. Keep on listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor and WCBN.org and never, ever stop doing that.
1: Get Hello? Joseph Spence. Whenever I hear that guy sing, I I always feel like I'm trying to talk with one of those giant black Jamaican cigars wedged between my jaws. But what of that? It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is R. Wolf, R. Wolf, and I'm here for Face the Music. Thanks, Mike. That was enlightening. I feel better already. Convince this thing to stop for you. No? Doesn't want to stop. Just go ahead and pull it out of the. Use the jaws of death to get that. uh, Or the jaws of life, rather, to get the CD out of the deck. It's Radio Verite. We're telling you everything that's going on, even though it has nothing to do with you. This evening, another hour spent obsessing over the numeral four. This show is brought to you by the number four because it's near the end of 2014, and I'd like to open with a a few records from 1914, although I've also got a John Philip Sousa record from 1904, which would make that record 110 years old. But let's start with 1914. This is the Victor Military Band. They are interpreting a, a piece by Harlem Stride pianist Charles Luckieth Roberts, this is the music box rag. We're listening back a hundred years on Face the Music. <laughs>